Christina, I thought we were going on vacation. Why are we on the beach at four in the fucking morning? This is vacation. I just have something I want us to check out. I knew it. It was strange that you told me we were fishing this early. Especially since I know that you know. I don't fish, damn it. Shit is boring as fuck. You lie to me. Oh, we're fishing all right. Just not necessarily fish per se. You don't even have a fishing pole, Christina. What the hell are we looking for anyways? Oh, you'll know when we see it. Wait, the fuck was that? Dude, shut up, you'll see. What did you get us into? I just wanted us to go on vacation with you. Not another ghost hunt or anything or something of the sort. Oh, it's no ghost. Bitch, it stinks out here. And there's sand in my cooch. Can we fucking go, please? I think I see it. Let's get a little deeper. Hey, hey guys. Welcome to our podcast. Deeper into the dark. Where two friends. Descend into true crime. The paranormal. And all things. Strange. Strange. Strange, darling. It's so strange. How are you guys doing today? doing good how are you oh my god y'all actually answered oh my god it's like dora up in here (laughs) (laughs) can you say delicioso delicioso (laughs) si delicioso (laughs) good job can you say swipe or no swiping can you say swipe or no swiping well guys thank you for joining us today um hope you're doing well it's about to be fourth of july so it'll will have been after we upload this um how are you doing christina i'm actually glad we're doing it today and like it's not fourth of july because we'd be having to fight with fireworks like new year's that was terrible oh my goodness we're like pause pause and pause (laughs) and pause catch all and i'm sitting here like i hope my dogs are okay (laughs) good luck babes we'll see them in a little bit (sighs) well how have you been christina 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 (laughs) um pretty good i mean i just saw her on friday yeah i'm about to say (laughs) i came over friday we finally recorded our fourth intro and exit thank you christina for writing it we're going to work on after this so yes. we can add it to this. So y'all yes. guys can hear it. <laughs> and then um, Saturday I hung out with friends. And then today I worked on the story and then came here. Yay! <laughs> same, same. And then same. that, I was just working. <laughs> Monday through same. Thursday. And then I go to work tomorrow and then I'm off for 4th of July. And I think you're off. Same. Yeah, and I invited them over, so we'll see. Um, we probably won't go. I know. Um, my I said, I said, come for food. I know you're not gonna do anything else, but come for some food. <laughs> yeah, she's like, and my then leave. Let's <laughs> big get together, and I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> um, my job tried getting me to go into work for a Fourth of July. They're like, just sign up, volunteer. You get a day and a half of pay, and I'm like, <laughs> no. And then everyone else is like, why don't you wanna come in? And I'm like, uh, why do they need to come in? I'm like, why do I want to come in on a holiday? They're like, well, you get a day and a half of pay. And I'm like, or I could stay off and not be here and still get holiday pay. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I guess. And I was like, 
I mean, I know where my people, priorities are at. People picking up, do they even get holiday pay? Because they're getting time and a half. Yeah, they don't get the holiday pay. They just get the time and a half. Nah. Exactly. So I'm like, whatever. I'm like, y'all have fun with that. Well, our clinic's closed. So even if they wanted to pull us to work, no one will be there. Well, I mean, look at it this way. They get time and a half, but usually they're only there for four hours. So you're getting, what, four hours and plus two? It's not even a full day's of pay. What's it even worth? It's like, or you could have a day to yourself. Yeah. Whatever. I never understood that. I'd rather sleep in and do nothing. Exactly. I'm not even doing anything on 4th of July, really. My family's the one cooking and stuff. I'm just going to be there. (laughs) Came from a plate of food. Just doing (laughs) your rounds as you go back to your trailer. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll probably stay and play with my nephew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Liam's going to be there, right? Yeah. He got a new haircut. Ooh. And I don't know why, but like yesterday, he was just extremely hot and he was very sweaty. And it's like really short, right? And he went and like scratched his head because of all the sweat. And, and stuck it up. stuck up. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it like reminded me of, remember, you know, Lizzie McGuire? Mm-hmm. You know, her little uh, brother? Like mm-hmm. He had the spiked hair. That's what it looked like. <laughs> wow. I was laughing. And then... um. She said childhood. My, another, speaking of childhood, um, my uncle, um, he got a big red Clifford dog. Like, it's big. And he brought it over for Liam because he got it for free. And Liam. Like a puppet? Yeah, like, a, like little, a little, like stuffed animal mm-hmm. thing of the dog. And it's huge. Scared him shitless. He was like, that's a no. <laughs> He's like, well. And then we thought, well, if we watch the new Clifford movie, it'll probably, like, it dies him to want to play with it. Yeah, but no, he screamed at the puppy like on the TV screen, and then got bored and wanted his cocoa melon. Fucking <sighs> the cocoa melon humans, I hate them. That little kid deserves to get fought. <laughs> the little cocoa melon kid. Which one? There's three of them. They're the main ones. Uh, the well, one with the I yellow guess... shirt that's bald. JJ. I guess. It was like a little curled cue. I think so, and he deserves to get fought. Why? He's a little brat. Yeah, out of the three, yeah. But he is the youngest, and usually the youngest ones are brats. No Mm -hmm. offense. Aren't you the youngest? Yes. I'm the oldest, so I can say that. (laughs) I wish I was the brat, but I was the forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. My sister was a little of both. <laughs> she was a brat and she was also forgotten. <laughs> I was just forgotten. People tried saying that like, uh, in my family, they're like, oh, you're the youngest. You have to take care of the parents and whatnot. And I'm like, why do I have to take care of them? Y'all are the ones who created all the bills for them. So that's y'all's problem. Right. And look, here I am taking care of them. <laughs> I know. I'm about to say, yet here you are moving all the way back to Kyle's mm-hmm. time with them. <laughs> Actually, it was for this podcast. Well, yeah, for me. What? For me. Because <laughs> <laughs> he loves me. I do. I do. Anyways, well. It'll be me next. Uh, what? Like, next time. Oh, moving for us. I'll move for you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Even though they're like, hey, we might move to San Antonio. I'm like, bitch, that's far. Looks like you're moving another job. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe there's a paragon out there. Or like, I don't know, do your telemetrics <laughs> out there. <laughs> okay, can I do the first tele job with you guys <laughs> over the phone? I'll check in, everyone. <laughs> you just over put the my, phone? Or put my face on an iPad. <laughs> I'll just check people in as they come up to the window. <laughs> Hey guys, whoa. <laughs> hey guys, welcome. What's your name? You see that generated thing right there? It's just my face pointing that way. Pick up your clipboard. <laughs> Still fucking two papers. I hope you have fun on 4th of July. Let me know how it goes. Because I already know we're not going to go over there. Because if I know Greg, he's going to be like, yeah, I don't want to know. We already have food here. Mm, well, I can bring you food. <laughs> um, how have you been lately? I've been alright, just doing the same old, same old. Um, been really considering uh, getting a logo, or not a logo, a song for our intro and outro. Um, just so we're not having to do extra intros like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love them, but it feels like it takes up too much time for us. But we'll see how that goes. Though. But we could transition that to doing a, a little separate podcast or like yeah. side story or something. Would y'all guys be interested in that? If we did like a, how do you say, uh, just a side story, I guess, or like, like if I was adventures. That artistic and could make a cartoon animated. <laughs> it takes a lot because you have to draw them all. Yeah. But like, I can envision it as us in cartoons, right? Doing it. Maybe. When we're voiceovering and excuse me. Doing all the sound effects. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I think of is us as cartoon characters. Honestly, like <laughs> Scooby Doo or something yeah. like that. <laughs> hey. And a lot of hair flipping from you. <laughs> it's the modern version of like the superhero, like the spinny and the bam. Pow. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I could just see like every time we do something and you're like and pose and I'm like who are you posing for there's no camera just looking around <laughs> it's just a refrigerator alright uh. well I guess Christina's gonna start today yes alrighty then I'm excited let me know what's going on are you ready yes alright so when I was picking up topics today um I don't know if you remember it, but it was a really big thing in 2018, and um, I got, like, one of those Facebook notifications where it's like, um, this is what, this is, what do you call it? This is what you did the day of, blah, blah, blah. You remember those? They still do it on this day five years ago. Oh, a memory card sort yeah. of thing? Yeah. That Facebook does? Yeah. Oh, apparently I shared a post about this um, on Facebook, and I was like, oh, what's this? And so I went onto the article, and I was like, I do remember this, (laughs) but it didn't happen on this day, so why are they sending it? I guess I posted it this day. So this is that story. Okay. All right, so January 14th, 2018. 13 children were rescued from what the media started calling the House of Horrors in Paris, California. A couple, David and Louise Turpin, were keeping their 13 children locked inside the house, and sometimes they were even shackled to their beds. 
The kids said um, that they were only allowed to shower once a year and eat once a day. Seven of the children were actually adults, and their ages ranged from 18 to 29 years old. But authorities and even hospital staff thought that they were all underage because of how malnourished they were. They suffered from severe developmental issues. To understand why we got such a horrific lifestyle for these 13 children, I wanted to look at the parents. So, you ready to hear about them? Um, yes, please. Yeah, we're going to break down this family. Okay, first, before you start... I feel like I've heard this before, so. Yeah, yeah, it's, you're, you're gonna, like, slowly, but surely, you'll be like, oh my, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I do remember this, this was so big. That was me when I was reading the article. <laughs> All right. I don't know why I added sound effects. <laughs> She's still in her voiceover, her voice acting <laughs> mode. Uh. I love it. Well, we're going to release an behind-the-scenes look of oh, how yeah. we Video. do this. It is ridiculous. So creative. We're so talented. Like, you could Honestly. never. <laughs> All right. So, Luis Turpin's upbringing was strict. And um, remember, I'm starting with the parents. The parents are David and Luis. Oh, okay. So, her... Um, Obviously, Turpin was not her last name when she was a kid, but I'm just stating her name. It was like Ratten or something like that. Something bizarre. Um, anyway, so her upbringing was strict. Her and her siblings weren't allowed to watch TV, date, or even have friends. David and Luis met when he was 24 years old and she was only 16. Luis's mother, Phyllis, allowed them to date and kept it a secret from her husband, who was a preacher named Wayne Robinette. Oh, Robinette was her last name. Louisa's mother, Phyllis, really liked David, believing since he was a Christian, that he was from a Christian family, he must be good. He also graduated from Virginia Tech in 1984 with a bachelor's in electrical and computer engineering. Just after he graduated, he went to Louisa's high school where she was, mind you, in 10th grade at the time, he convinced the staff to let him sign Luis out of school, and they left town, making it from West Virginia all the way to Texas before authorities made her call home. Sorry, I had some gas. <laughs> I was like, I like looked up, I'm like, what? What? I'm looking behind the Jimmy. Where was I? Okay. Um, so they went from West Virginia to Texas. Before 30, authorities made her call home, Phyllis, Luis's mother, wanted Luis to come home, but her father, Wayne, stepped in and said no. Luis made her choice. She should live her own life. The two got married, mind you. She's 16. Still. And he's 24. She's still 16, guys. Um, so they got married. They moved to Fort Worth, Texas in 1990. The, they tell the family that God called to them 
because remember they're Christians. Mm -hmm. God called to them to have many children as they could. David, who's 26, and Louise, who is 20 now, when they have their first child, Jennifer. When Jennifer is asked in an interview on 2020 for Jennifer her... Garner. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Jennifer Turpin. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> when Jennifer is asked in an interview on 2020, her first memory of her parents, she remembers when she was two years old. She went downstairs for water and noticed her dad yelling at her mom. She told her He told her to shut up and punched a hole in the wall as her mother just sat there and cried. Jennifer recalls with her mother, she never knew which side she would get. When she would want to ask her a question, she was like, am I going to get the mother who would actually answer my question or the one that would throw me across the room yelling, calling me stupid? Which is very sad. Neighbors were never allowed in, not only because these children looked malnourished and the fact that they were also chains on the bed, but because in each house that they lived in, the white walls, when they went in, now would be gray with stains and feces or dirt from the floors, the walls to the floors, they were just covered in feces, urine, and mold and other stains. Not to mention literal trash piling everywhere and when it came to education for the children at the time Jennifer um, was the only one that they let go to school she was in she was about six now she was allowed to go to school but she would show up with unwashed hair and clothes so her hair would be greasy and her clothes would be dirty there were no records from the school or suspicion on the parents for negligence, but the Turpins pulled Jennifer out of third grade and none of the kids went to school again after that. In 1999, the family moved to a more isolated house in Rio Vista, Texas. They would get the kids together to send pictures to the other family members, but the kids weren't allowed to leave the house. They couldn't go outside and had to obey their mother and father, like good little Christians. The children were taught to call them mother and father during times in front of people. Jennifer states in the 2020 interview that she hated calling them that because they weren't that to her, you know, because they didn't take care of her. And they used the Bible to explain their behavior towards the kids, to the kids not to others because they didn't talk about it to others they pretend to be a happy family that makes me sick even when I hear about it today mm-hmm. I mean yes we're used to it but it's never going to change like you can't people use religion as an excuse to be a shitty person yeah people still do that shit they um, they would even tell the kids that they had a right to kill them if they didn't listen if they talked back and stole food or any kind of candy, they would be punished. Besides yelling, throwing, and hitting with a belt or sometimes a stick, they also chained them up to their beds. And they even put the started putting the kids when they went to the Rio Vista home, started putting kids in um, dog kennels with padlocks. In the house in the Rio Vista, they had even made a handmade cage that David built to keep the children in. So he would have them in a, 
It was like a pretty tall cage that he handmade built. And then if they were really bad, which mind you, the bad is like normal kid behavior or just asking if they can go outside or anything like that or for food, um, you go into the big cage. And then if you're still being bad, you would go into the kennel, little dog kennel. And then um, with some of the kids, they would just make them stay in bed for a long period of times chained big cage little cage okay little cage bed decent normal kid somewhat more decent less decent normal kid like decent uh, like you being regular, really bad being regular being a little tapping or yeah I don't even know. talking back stealing something talking about stealing something and, and eating <laughs> legit eating their food and getting caught kennel and then arguing, I don't know. <laughs> Bed chained up for weeks. Um, Jennifer states she was scared to wake up every day. Scared that she would do one thing wrong and be beat until she bled. In 2006, David and Luis moved the children even further off the radar to a trailer behind their house in Rio Vista and abandoned them. So... They still lived in the house, but then they got a like trailer and pushed the kids back in. and made all the kids live there. That's disgusting. The only ones they kept with them were like the newborn babies, like the the youngest. Um, they would drop off weekly groceries that were barely anything. In the 2020 interview, Jordan Turbin, who was six when her parents left, said at times she would even eat leaves and grass she said the majority of the time that she was there um her food consisted of ketchup and ice cubes at this time jennifer being the oldest was even forced to discipline the other children by putting them in cages that their father david built even at times putting herself in them as punishment jennifer talks about how hard it was that at times she was even on the brink of suicide. She would just she just wanted the pain to stop. This went on for three years and no one noticed or intervened. In the famous wedding chapel video that you've maybe seen that was all over the internet? No. No. David and Louise or sorry, David and Louise. David and Lu Louis. They were renewing their wedding vows, as they did every about two years. They would go to Vegas to the wedding chapel with fake Elvis and have their wedding now re wedding renewal vows. That is so trashy. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It looks trashy. Um. So <laughs> Jennifer. Hey there, baby. You take this one to be your wife. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so, Jennifer was upset to look at the photos of the chapel during the 2020 interview when she was handing the pictures. She stated it always bothered her because it was all fake. They had to pretend to be a big, happy family. And she just, like, broke down crying. So, her sister Jordan takes over the interview and states that Mother would get them all clean, get them dressed, and they would go out. 
it would be the best day for the kids just not to be home. It didn't last though because they would come home and had to put on the same dirty outfit that they were wearing and sit back where they were told. As part of their daily lives, the kids were forced to sit in one spot the majority of the day, sometimes chained in that area, and they would just pee and poop themselves because they weren't allowed to get up to go to the bathroom. In 2010 now, they moved to Paris, California, and at this point, the whole family is back living together in this uh, house in California. It became the same kind of trashy stains everywhere, but in addition, now there's piles of brand new toys and clothes everywhere, all of which were Luis's, um, and the kids weren't allowed to touch it. She became obsessed with racking up thousands of dollars in credit card bills, all consisting of kids' toys and clothes and like games and stuff like that, and she began to kind of hoard them. Because of this, David ends up having to file for bankruptcy, and the ones who take it the hardest are the kids, who already get less as it is, are now forced to only eat bread and peanut butter mostly. Their parents, whoever, however, sorry, I don't know why I wrote whoever. The parents, however, had whatever Jennifer called the good stuff because she had to cook the things for them. Or if they didn't feel like making Jennifer cook, they would pick up fast food for themselves and eat it in front of the children. The kids were forced to be up at night and sleep during the day. They weren't allowed to look out the blinds or open them. Again, they weren't even allowed to get up from their spot. They had to be sitting down on the floor at all times. Jordan talks about how they lived in the suburbs in California and their neighbors were close to them, like in proximity, um, and she felt like they had to know something was wrong and it bothered her that they didn't do anything to help them. Even the California school system let them down. Never once did they look into the follow, like following up with the education form that um, they filled out for, quote, homeschool that they called Sandal Castle Day School, which was filed by David. He put himself as the principal and he put his wife as the teacher. So they played the system and got away with it so they didn't have to have their kids go to public school there where their parents would be, you know, highly noticed. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times, David and Louise would leave the house and the kids would sneakily interact with each other a few of the older siblings were allowed to have phones in case the parents needed to get a hold of them. On these smartphones, they, the kids would watch TV and listen to music. The kids would take videos of the food they were hiding in their beds. And the kids would also try to teach each other like education because they were so desperate for education. They mm-hmm. want, they, the only one that went to school was Jennifer and she got pulled out at third grade. So she would learn like teach the other ones the alphabet and even in the 2020 uh, Jordan was like yeah and I learned the A-E-L-L and the girl Diane was like Diane's daughter was like you mean vowels and she's like yeah that thing and I was like oh my god that's so sad <laughs> it's like our basic education they didn't even get it so why didn't these kids do anything sooner or tell anyone 
Jordan speaks on it and says that they were told that someone called Child Protective Services would come take them to other countries and they would never see each other again. They were also told that they would be locked in cages, being starved until they turned 18 and they would be thrown into the streets. They were conditioned to answer questions when asked just as they were taught by their parents. Little did the parents know that one of the kids borrowed one of the older siblings' phone. This kid is Jordan. And she sees a music video of Justin Bieber. And that's what starts it all. She goes on to watch other videos by him. And she started even looking at interviews uh, where she connects with him. She begins to notice during watching these videos that there is a different world out there than the one in the four walls she's trapped in. She saw that he lived in a nice clean house, that he had friends, and she noticed how he talked about being sad and that he was searching for God and comfort, just as she did. She said she loved learning new words from him. She loved watching TV where she saw other kids and how happy they were, and they were in pretty just dresses and clean clothes, which I thought was really sad because when she was sharing that in the 2020 episode, um, they showed a picture that of she what took, she was... and she made herself a, a dress out of paper and wore it because she wanted to wear a dress just like the ones from the High School Musical show. Well, that was so sad. Jordan then wants to get into social media, and with this secret phone, she posts a song that she wrote. She then started to record songs every time her mother and father left the house in the bathroom and she would post it on social media. She began to get some followers and one stranger wrote a comment asking why she was always inside and it looked like she was up all night. She begins to tell them or tell that that guy how they ate and how they weren't allowed to get up and the kid tells her that's not right and she needs to call the cops. Jordan was so happy to be right. She knew the situation they lived in was not right and now she knows it's bad. So in 2015, Jordan was caught watching one of the Justin Bieber videos, and she said her mother chokes her so bad she thought she was going to die, and after that, she kept having nightmares of her mother killing her. So she decided enough is enough, and she goes to two of her other sisters secretly, and she begins to devise a plan to escape to get help. Jennifer, the oldest, um, she did escape once, and she went out looking for a job. She wanted to make money so she could get, family. Yeah, get, get the kids food. But she got scared, so she called her mom to come get her. And um, she tries, when she's devising a plan with Jordan, she tries to draw her a map of what she remember the street looking at like. And they show us the map, and it's literally like a few boxes and some lines. And she goes, I think there's a street here. I think there's a street here. Um, first, they even called a taxi because they figured out how to, they figured out from one of the shows that they watched that taxis could take you places. Mm -hmm. And then when they were told that it was going to be like over two hundred dollars, um, because they wanted to see how much it would cost to go to Nevada where her grandparents were, um, and that was too much. They didn't have money, so her next idea came from a show that she once watched called Cops. Bad boys, bad boys. You know that one. What's that host name? From Cops. 
Oh, I don't know. It's always the body. It's always body cams. Oh, my bad, man. I'm thinking about America's Most Wanted. Oh, oh. Um, what is his name? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> he started it because of his own kid. Got yeah. Killed. I don't know why. It's like right there. I'm seeing his face. John Walsh. Killing me. Okay, yeah. No, she saw cops. You know where I said cops, and it has the flash. And they're just running after people. Bad boys, bad boys. (laughs) What you gonna do? Yeah, and they're like tackling people. And okay, well, she knew that she would need proof, so she secretly asked to take pictures of her chained younger sisters and them covered in bruises. And they were, they would look like this because. They were caught stealing candy from their mother. So that was the worst of the crimes. So they were tied down to their beds, chained. So, time was up for Jordan on January 14, 2018, when their mother announced they would be moving to Oklahoma and they were leaving tomorrow. So, she said, that I have to begin chaining up all of you kids. Jordan knew some of the kids wouldn't make the move because they were so starved and they were not moving in general. So that night, Jordan escaped out of the window. And though she was shaking and scared, she dialed 911 where she got an officer to come meet her. Where she told him everything and showed the officer the pictures of her sister. And in the 2020 episode, the officer recalls, like, it was, like, one of his worst nights, but he thought this was just being easy, like, to end my day. I'm just going to take this girl back home. She's just a little kid freaking out. And then as soon as he saw the pictures, that was it. He was like, oh, no, this is way worse. (laughs) So the officer calls other officers to give him backup as they go to search the home in question. The whole event is filmed on the officer's body cam. You see the living situation. You see the malnourished children covered in filth and bruises from the chains. One officer sees that David is trying to cover one of the rooms by the front door and asks if if that's a bedroom with kids in which there was. So the officer gets into the room where he finds the three remaining children that they couldn't find when they were doing the searches. And one of the boys is, boys is still chained up to his bed at his wrists and ankles. When he asked how long, the officer asked, like, how long have you been like this? They tell the officer it's been at least a few weeks. Oh, my goodness. The officer in one of the back rooms, he was with the little girls in the photos that Jordan took. He asked them, like, please help me out. Like, just tell me where the chains are because they already got the chains off of them. At that point... Um, one of the kids pointed out the closet and they went and the officer finds chains in the closet and it's at that point that they detain the parents separately and arrest them. The oldest daughter, Jennifer Turpin, was 29 years old when her parents were arrested and she was uh, weighed in at 82 pounds and the medical staff reported that she looked mid-teens about like 14 13 and uh jordan was only 17 years old when she reached out to authorities yet she looked like she was 9 10 years old oh my god and you can see it in the videos in february 22nd 2019 
The Turpins pleaded guilty to one count of torture, four counts of false imprisonment, six counts of cruelty to a dependent adult, and three counts of willful child cruelty. Because there is six of the kids were considered adults. Mm-hmm. And uh, authorities said uh, Luis in court didn't fully understand her charges. Um, when they asked if you wanted to say anything to the kids, they had the, both parents. Um, she goes on to read out a letter that she wrote. It's an apology letter. And it said, and I quote, Sorry I changed, chained you up. It won't happen again. I'll be a better mother. When they talked to her, she thought she was going to take like a parenting class and be forgiven. And that would be it. <laughs> I was just like, when I was listening to the trial and they were talking about that, I was like, this bitch. <laughs> bitch, this isn't a fucking, like, defense driver's thing. I know. Or something. <laughs> oh, my. But, yeah, God. she was rudely awakened when her and her husband got life in prison. Well, I mean, you have to think about it. She was 16 when she was getting railed by a 24-year-old. And she, she was already in the same kind of predicament like her kids were, but not as bad, where she was isolated from having people in her life as well. So it was like a norm for her. But I'm not giving any excuses because what they did was just wrong. But um, I wanted to kind of know what the kids were up to. Mm-hmm. Um, so one kid graduated college. Ooh. I don't know. It was like uh, one of the older boys. The others have jobs, and the six youngest have all been adopted, and they're adjusting to their new life. And as of today, all 13 children uh, unite regularly and have all received therapy and counseling. And it was two years, I want to say two years later or so, when Jennifer and Jordan came on to 2020 to talk about what happened Mm -hmm. and I felt that they were very strong and brave for doing this and I loved her quote at the end when um they when uh Diane Sawyer asked like what do you want to take away from this opportunity of speaking about what happened and I it, it just like really resonated with me because I feel this way too but she said um I don't want the Turpin family name to be just as this bad thing I want them to hear my last name and and associate it with bravery and I thought that was really big because you know me I'm like I hate that my last name is Barnes Mm -hmm. and all I do is associate it with the part of the family I don't like and so it made me like think about it and I was like oh I guess I could I could also think of it that way as well so it really resonated with me wow yeah but they were very strong, even to do this interview. And you can tell, too, during their interview, like, it's like English isn't their first language. I feel so bad for them. But um, I'm really proud of the oldest son doing college, which when I did a little bit into it, because I was like, how did he even get to start college? Because apparently he started it, I think, two years before they were caught. And it's because... Um, I think they were trying to get him to go to college to be the same thing his dad was doing. Oh. So uh, 
Luis actually like let him go to college, but she would wait outside his room and as soon as he was done with his class, take him right back home. Yeah, like he was he was watched. Like she could she tried to watch him through the door. Like beyond helicopter mom. Yeah. And she didn't allow him to have Psycho any mom. Yeah. She was like, You can't have any relationships, like you can't talk you to anybody. Go in, you go learn, in you learn, get out. Yeah. That is so fucked. Ugh. I hope he doesn't relate his education to that trauma, which I'm sure I don't know how he couldn't, but No, I'm I'm sure now that he gets to take classes he wants to and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He probably I mean he graduated college, so he's probably doing what he wanted to do. Those poor babies. Very strong. Especially like Jennifer, yes. Um but Jordan for being seventeen and being told that all of this stuff's gonna happen if you do X, Y, and Z and she was like you know, no, I see that there's better and I'm scared every night being here and I want better for my younger sisters because they, her and Jennifer were in a bedroom with the two youngest ones that were chained up to the bed mm-hmm. and she, she was watching them being chained and tortured and she couldn't help them and, you know, for not really having education and not knowing and for the first time, this is the first time she spoke to anybody outside of her family and you could see it on the body cam, like she kept calm and she was trying to articulate her words the best she could and they were like are you on any medication and she's like I don't know what that is when she was on the 911 operator you can listen to it and um, they're like what street are you on she goes I don't know what that is like and they're like do you see a stop sign do you see a sign that says stop she goes oh yeah I see that and they're like okay what what does the sign say what does it read she's like I can't read it I was like, I feel so bad for her. So she did the best she could, like, with sounding out and and all that. And then the officer figured it out and got there. But she was just, like, calm and collected. Like, I know, like, this is this is how they treat us. They abuse us. She was like, um, I know this isn't right. I talked to a kid on, on the internet. He says that, you know, I shouldn't be living like this. And... She was like, my two sisters are chained to the bed. And the police officer was like, as soon as she said that, he was like, do you have proof of that? And she goes, mm-hmm, I got a picture. And she showed the picture, and that's when he was just like, oh, shit, she ain't lying. <laughs> and then he put her in the back of his car, and he was like, which house is yours? <laughs> and I she bet figured that was scary out. for her, too. Yeah, and like... they even asked her, which I thought was weird. They asked her, did you want to go with us to confront your parents? And she's like, no, they'll kill me. They'll, they'll kill me with you there. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They'll kill me. And I was like, why would you even have a kid do that? Like, I get she's 17, but Damn. she's pretty much, besides looking like a 10-year-old, her education, her mindset is at that stage. So It's a lot lower. Yeah. Kudos to her for being that strong and mm-hmm. willing. And kudos to the person that was willing to ask her questions and, and tell her this is wrong. Yeah. The like, kid on the internet. Whoever you are, you sparked something in her that like you like fueled. helped her realize that that you confirmed, I'm not crazy. You confirmed yeah. her doubts, which is big. I mean, there's people out there that comment, and some of the comments aren't necessary. Like necessary, they're hurtful, but 
he saw something and he was just like, hey, I have questions. Did she, do you know if she continued her music? Um, I don't. I know she wanted to be in social media. And um, you can tell, like, so on the 2020 interview, she's, like, they're both so pretty. But she's, like, so pretty. So I can see her being in. An influencer. Yeah. Sort. You can tell she, she liked that stuff. She still talks kind of. A little un a little illiterate, unarticulate. But yeah, but she's getting there. And you can tell she's highly influenced by her speech, um, by pop artist. <laughs> but I'm excited to see what they do with things. And during this interview, it was like a few years later, and she's like, I want to say 21, mm-hmm. and her sister's like in her 30s. They look so healthy compared to the. Um, body cam, the cop body cam. I wonder videos. if they had to, um, obviously they had to do new therapy, but like nutritional therapy so their bodies wouldn't go into shock when they eat food and stuff. Oh, also. I don't know. That's a good. Cause, um, I know with people that suffer with anorexia, they can't just start eating food like that. They like have to they get could two get, feedings. They could die from that because their body's not used to well, that and much. And that's how some people do it too is they starve themselves and they binge and just vomit it. But um, yeah. That's bulimia. Oh, that's one of them. I don't know. I watched this um, TV show on Netflix called Bones. Uh, okay, Vocal Fry. Uh, my name is Christina. To the Bone. Welcome to, to the Bone sexy podcast where we talk about cops and erections. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we listen no, that's to this after hours. We listen to this erotica. <laughs> Christina found it was ridiculous. I was like, "What? His and her erotica? Let me just play one." So I was driving down the road <laughs> and I was thinking about this great sex I had the night before with my wife, and I had. <laughs> an erection or hold on i had a huge boner and then i got pulled over and this female officer was walking in her uniform and the way she was strutting to my car did not help my erection (laughs) (laughs) it was embarrassing i'm just like i hope she doesn't make me get out of this car oh she's making me get out of my car (laughs) and she was staring at my crotch straight down fucking stupid <laughs> do you guys get turned on by erotica let me know um <laughs> uh, the right erotica <laughs> that one was terrible <laughs> whoever wrote that stop <laughs> do better do better please because that was terrible <laughs> but anyways sorry i didn't mean to bring that up in this whole situation <laughs> after anorexia but um yeah i wonder if they had yeah to get, i'm sure they had to because i mean they have to get their especially the kids i mean it, they were really bad. Poor babies. Poor, poor babies. Like I said, all the of them beget- are babies. And to be fair, yeah, even, even the twenty-nine-year-old, poor yeah. baby. But yeah, like I said at the beginning, like they were completely malnourished and just messed up. They apparently they were suffering from like severe developmental issues with all the kids. Some of them were so frail, they barely got them to the hospital. Poor babies. And they were covered in their own feces and dirt because they they only took a shower. Once a year. Once a year. And they ate a meal once a day. It's not even a meal. It's like bread with peanut butter. 
or ketchup and ice cubes. Crazy. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you, Christina. Thank you. Um, that was... Did it trigger any remembering of the... Because this was in 2018. Um, I feel like I might have heard this, but I'm think I'm thinking I'm getting it confused with another story where either the kid or the girl got tortured with the family included. Like they got like a wire hanger and burnt her because the parents told them to do it. I don't no, know. I, I could remember be, that. It's another family, like a big family, and um, what is it? I think it was Emma and Christine from, and that's why we drink. One of the girls I believe actually came up to them on tour that was part of that family came up to this book I could be wrong this could be wine and crime or and that's why you drink I think it was and that's why you drink one of the girls was like yeah I'm one of the kids and they're like holy shit you serious they're like yeah they're like we just I'm a really big fan of your show and I wanted to come say hi to you and they're like of course we can take a picture with you we'll take many um maybe this will jog your memory this is one of the chapel photos holy shit look at that mop on his head yeah he always does a bowl cut <laughs> you, <laughs> you remember from the sandlot when they're doing the vacuum thing and it explodes and then that one kid walks out from the um treehouse and he shakes his hair oh it's yeah got all the dust that's what his head toupee looks like oh jesus that's his hair he always cuts it like that she looks like Mother Gothel, but like worse. Yeah. That was them during that. If you scroll up a little, you'll see their up, up, not down. Oh, my bad. You'll see their trial photos. Whoa. What is up with this dude's hair? Of course, he could only get a 16 year old. Just saying. He wasn't even cute back then either. He still rocked that same hairstyle almost. What did you see in him, girl? <laughs> he was a Christian. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Christina, for that story. That was very grim and wow, made me feel gross. Yucky. I know. Ugh. Now I feel bad with all the food in my fridge. Yeah. No, I feel grateful because I have that. You work hard for it. <laughs> no, I do. I do. Greg we do. For it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we went halfsies. Oh my goodness, that's triggering. I hope trigger warning to some fans. I hope you guys don't get triggered by malnutrition of any sorts or like trauma from that past. Because I know that runs deep in a lot of people. Yeah, it was. Um, because I had a pretty rough childhood. I I had moments of, in a sense, torture, and um, when I was listening to the things they would do I was like oh my god my freaking father would do some of this stuff when you're listening or reading it you were like holy shit this is like reading a book that I wrote or something yeah it's I had to stop for a minute and breathe (laughs) yeah I had to just like were you like holding your breath at one point yeah (laughs) like when they were going into about um how they didn't really eat and they felt like locked up and stuff I remembered when I was locked up in a room and I wasn't getting fed and Sam tried to shove a hot dog, which I don't even fucking eat hot dogs, down the, <laughs> <laughs> the door I thing. Standards. <laughs> standards, even in lockup. Um, 
<laughs> Ditches lady besties. <laughs> I ate the bread. But, um. Oh, that's so. Yeah, and then when Sam got caught, she got spanked, but she really got hurt. So, like, a lot of that shit, I was just, like, holding my breath, and I was just, like, I had to close my laptop, and I was yeah. like, Ooh. I was like, I know I went through a lot of therapy, but. Like it was it's just, just hitting me back, back up again. Yeah, it's just hitting old wounds that you thought you healed. No, I did, but it's just it's hard to revisit those. Like, yeah, it doesn't leave, but it's not like present in my mind twenty four seven. Kind of like a ghost lingering. Yeah, you I don't always think like, oh, these are all the things that happened to me in chronological order. But like when you see something that just brings it back out, you're like. Oh God, yes, I had. I remember that vividly. I'm just gonna. Just a bad taste returning. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, when you were saying the whole uh, thing about um, the kid watching uh, Justin Bieber and something of this sort. Oh look, Jordan's apparently now modeling for Elle. See, she's really pretty. Oh wow. Yeah. She's giving me like um that, that anime actress. girl vibe. Oh. Like, you know, like a strong anime um, female, like, um, what was that? Seven Deadly Sins anime or something of the sort? There's this, like, a little girl that's, like, has this, she's a powerful sorceress, and she looks, has the guise of, like, a grown woman, but in reality, she's just trapped in a third, like, an eight-year-old's body, but when you see her, she looks like a full-grown woman, big boobs and whatnot, but she's got, like, a strong, like, face like hers. I'll try and bring her up real quick. Wasn't that um, one guy in love with her? Oh, the son dude? Yeah, this was her on the interview, and I was just like, dang, because I saw the body cam, and I was like, you are a lot different than you look like on your body cam photo. Oh, her name is Merlin, right? That's her name? Yeah, Merlin. Because, yeah, that's what she looks like. That's what she looks like to me. Yeah, I remember that. So, um... I don't know. She's very Maybe if pretty. they do she's a live pretty. action, she should play it. She should. For Seven Deadly Sons. They should, if they make a movie. Well, thank you, Christina. That was a really good story. Um, back at it again with the children. I know. I knew you were going to say that. But I thought um, it would be different since it's not multiple. Dead. Yeah, and it's multiple children. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just one. It's 13. <laughs> So they had each other. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just can't imagine. I mean, I can because it's happened to me. Sure. But like, I don't understand why people do what they do. Hell. I can't understand why politics is the way politics is. But it is. So we do what we can with what we got. Yeah. That was my story. Thank you, Christina. I said it like five times, but holy shit. I'm just like picturing it. You You're going to have to ha- show me the video that you were watching earlier. Show me that. The body cam. Yeah. It's... I want to see that. It's, is Oof. it grim? Oh, it's just like. It, Shocking. You know how like um, POV, oh, you feel um, like you're that officer walking through. Like like you can feel what yeah. he's doing at the body cam. You can Seeing feel the kids. Of course, they blurred out their faces. Seeing their tiny little arms. Oh, they try so hard not to show the little boy being chained up. You, you can tell, like he undoes, like the finally after searching forever, find the key to unchain him. Poor boy's just standing there or waiting. He's just laying there. in bed. 
chained down. I was like, oh my god. But yeah, <sighs> I'll show you later. That's crazy. But it's a lot to absorb, so take it in. Okay. Process. <sighs> Breathe out. What do you got for me? Okay. <laughs> well, thank you again, Christina. But it's my turn now, so back up. Slay. Slay. <laughs> um, what are you going to hit me with? Some chills? Are we going paranormal? Are we doing a creature? It's not a creature. It's definitely... Or is it a serial killer? Are you coming no, for my game? No, I'm not coming for your game. <laughs> no. Um, it's definitely um, eerie and spooky. Almost goosebumpy, if you must. Goosebumps? Mm-hmm. A little goosebumpsy? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Are those hairs on the back of my neck standing up? Okay, I'm ready. Ready? Okay. <laughs> so, on this week's episode, I wanted to talk about dolls. Or specifically, haunted dolls. Annabelle? No. Robert? No. Oh, so, what are we going to talk Personally, what? in I general? I just wanted to say, well, okay, I, let me get to it. So, personally, I do not like dolls. Do you? Yes. I used to have glass ones. Like porcelain or? Yeah. I remember I told you, I even played a dirty trick on my cousin when he would come over and he, if my grandparents gave him money, um, you know, as grandparents do to little kids, they give money, I'd be like, oh, if you don't give Jalissa 20 bucks, <laughs> I had names for my doll. <laughs> uh, your $20. You if you don't give Dolly Parton, she'll get you at night. <laughs> and he would. And then my grandma was like, hey, you want to go to the store and spend your 20 bucks? I don't have it anymore. Why? And he'd tell her. And my grandma would come in like, Christina. You give him back his money right now. The doll wanted I was like, I didn't take anything. It was Jalissa. (laughs) Yell at her. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah. Um, I did. (laughs) So, you do like dolls? Oh, yeah. I don't like Barbies. Like, I never played with Barbies. I would take their heads off. But, um, to my sister. Okay, Wednesday. Because, no, because my sister would be mean to me. And so, I would take her heads, the heads off for Barbies. Yeah. (laughs) So dark. Okay. But yeah, I like porcelain ones. Um, personally, I'm not scared of them. I just don't like them. More so in the sense that there could be something inside of them or watching me from the guise of something innocent like a toy or in this case a doll. I don't like it. Like a camera or a Either a camera but or... more so like a spirit or some weird entity. Attaching itself? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Um, now... Noted. I'm going to get you a doll. Just kidding. Well, what do you think about these? I'm fine with statues. They're perfectly fine. I don't know okay. what it is. It's the doll. It's the innocence of the little doll look. And then I'm like, what are you? <laughs> Who's Who watching? are you? Why are you watching me? Are those eyes moving? <gasps> Pluck them out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Break them. So... Uh, there is actually a legit phobia for oh. fear of dolls, and it is called, and this is what I was telling you about earlier, that I don't like the name of it. Okay, what is it? It is pediophobia. Why? I guess for little. I don't fucking know. Oh. Um, <coughs> but um, it's, it does have a definition. I got this from Cleveland Clinic. Um, pediophobia is a fear of dolls or inanimate objects. 
inanimate animate inanimate Pedophobia is a fear of dolls or inanimate objects that look real. And pedophobia is a fear of actual children. Pedophobia is the doll thing. Pedophobia is the fear of kids. And what's the fear of pedophiles? Creepo uh, kids. <laughs> kids. <laughs> kids. They're Children. scared of pedophiles. Um, people can suffer from both phobias, so someone who fears children or pedophobia may also fear childlike features of dolls, pedophobia, and someone with pedophobia may also have pedophobia. So if you fear dolls, you may also fear kids, and if you fear kids, you may also fear little dolls that look like kids. Weird. None of that is me, so that is you? Is that why you don't like kids? No. no. Kids don't creep me out. Oh. Dolls don't creep me out. It's the idea that something oh, could be in, in the doll. Oh, I wonder if that in itself is a fear. like Maybe kind of like how people are scared of clowns. How they're like, oh, it's supposed to be fun and accepting. You're supposed to run and get happy, but something could kill me also with that. Yeah. But I wonder if there is a fear for... like cursed objects or the fear of no thinking a a object is cursed whether it be a doll or a shoe just the fear of something being in there nope Hmm. interesting yeah what about fear of pedophiles yeah let me look that up actually (laughs) because what if it's also pedophobia fear of pedophiles pedophiles Oh, God, there's a fear of becoming a pedophile, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what is that one called? <laughs> um, they don't have a name. They just say, if you have obsessive fear of becoming a pedophile or rapist, it may be a saying that you have pedophilia OCD. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ugh. Gross. Anyways. <laughs> Back to the story again, guys. Jeez. Um... That's your lesson for today, 101. Yeah. Okay, so one fact that I am well aware of, which I'm sure you are too, because we did go to high school and middle school together, but um, I'm aware of is that in the Victorian age, which was from 1837 to about 1901, that whenever a child would die or pass away, the parents or guardians would have a mourning doll created. Mm -hmm. Um, So creepy. They would have that done because, and it became a thing because child mortality rate was like at an all time like high. Like they would, kids would not survive. (laughs) Well, they even used the kids' hair and stuff like that. Yes. Whenever they would die, they would have a mourning doll created and they would give bits of hair, locks of the hair to a person creating the doll that favored the child to use the hair inside the doll. Or they would use the hair in art. They would even make, like, necklace artwork. Like, uh, they'll have, like, a nice little uh, pendant with, um, like, a pretty, like, flower design. But it's made out of the child's hair and stuff like that. So, they would use that, too. But here we're talking about the doll. So, here are my sources. Um, Old City Ghosts, Horror Society, and CourierMail.com. 
horror society. Mm-hmm. So for today, I wanted to talk about three famous haunted dolls claimed to be some of the most haunted dolls in the world. And this does not include Annabelle or Robert the doll. Because I feel like everyone talks about Annabelle, even though I have my own personal opinions on Annabelle, and I do not believe she is a real thing. Like, she's physically real, but she is not actually haunted or even remotely paranormal. And Robert the doll, I'm just tired of hearing about him. <laughs> go away, girl. You've, you're overrated. I still want to go see him. In Florida? Mm-hmm. Good luck. Have fun. You don't want to do it with me? Why would I want to go see a doll I'm tired of? One day. What about if we stopped talking about it and every time it came on, we just, like, ignored it. And then, like, two years from now, we go and check it out. Okay. <laughs> I'll put it to you this way. If you guys want to see us go see Robert their doll and you guys would love to tune in, we could do it for YouTube. How okay. about that? We'll do that. But you have to buy me ice cream. Let's make a YouTube channel called Things Stefan Doesn't Want to Do. It's a lot of content. <laughs> Stefan tries pussy for the first time. Oh my god. The After Hours Patreon right there. It's okay. just a hole. <laughs> it's a wide set vagina. <laughs> there are so many clots. <laughs> I thought they were lychee. Oh my god. It did not taste like lychee. <laughs> You don't have to taste it. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I'm not putting my wiener near there. <laughs> you go straight for the butthole. <laughs> Sorry. It's have just it. <laughs> natural for me. Wrong <laughs> miracle. What if we got a butch girl? <laughs> Hey, bro. Hey, nope, bro. I can smell the cooch. I can smell the fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Is that Summer's Eve wipe? <laughs> <laughs> Why do people use that? It's so bad It for makes you. your pH levels worse. I know. Ugh, now that, that makes your coochie itch. <laughs> used to smell that shit all the time when I worked at UT. Just Summer's Eve wipes. And I'm like, girl, you're not fooling anybody <laughs> with that Just... wipe. Just take a bath. Just warm water and soap on the outside. Your coochie on the inside will fix it. (sighs) Anyways, how do we get to coochies from dogs? Pedophiles. They ruined the day. Okay. (laughs) Pedophilia. Pedophilia. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you about, first of all, Mandy the doll. Hmm. So, in a world of paranormal where paranormal exists, um, there are a ton of haunted dolls and figures other than the one made famous in 2014, Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Some of them aren't as malicious and sinister, but they're still creepy nonetheless. So, this one is named Mandy. Mandy the Haunted Doll, who is currently on display in Quins, Quins, Quesnel and District Museum in Canada. Mandy, a doll created sometime between the 1900s and 1920. She was given to the museum by a donor who wished to remain anonymous. The donor had a chilling experience with the doll and wished to get rid of it without destroying whatever historic quality it possessed. One night, 
the donor was awoken by extremely loud cries, the cries of a baby. They were echoing and radiating from the basement where the doll had been left. Only one problem, a baby wasn't present in the house at this time of the night. Every other night there was, but not this night. <laughs> not this night, not this time. <laughs> they threw all the babies out. Um, after <laughs> they put You're enough baby You're officially tops. a Dale. Get out. <laughs> You're an adult. Um, <clears throat> pedophile strikes again. Um, after hours of listening to the shrieks and uh, the donor finally mustered up the courage to sneak into the basement and examine the source of the cries. I'm just picturing like the hamburger run <laughs> to the basement. The light. <laughs> um, upon arrival, they found nothing but an open window and Mandy was missing. However, the next day, Mandy was back in the basement and the window was closed. Mm-hmm. She went out for a night stroll. She said, girl, we're getting turned. She said, I got me a new red slippers. Mm. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Imagine you go out to the club. And you see a fucking doll. doll just sitting there. <laughs> the fucking giant, like, bottle of scotch. <laughs> it's like fucking Toy Story. Whenever a... you look away, it's doing something. She's got a cigar in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But the doll has to come back like trashed. She's just stumbling through the window and her, falls. Her dress like this. Whiskey bottle. Her little bonnet's just like sliding off. She's like eating goldfish <laughs> off the floor. <laughs> Where's the toilet? <laughs> um, after dropping Mandy the haunted doll at the museum, the donor had confirmed that an experience like that never occurred again in his house or in their house. However, the arrival of Mandy at the Quesnel <laughs> at the Quiznos and District Museum started a new wave of distress and discomfort for the staff, and including the visitors and people that came in. Um, Almost immediately after being placed in front of the front door, staff members started reporting that their lunches were going missing, only to show up neatly tucked in random drawers around later. (laughs) Every time I hear that, I'm just like, she's a neat freak. She's like, girl, no. Put it away. Put it right. (laughs) Oh, jeez. She's like, when we work, we work right. <laughs> She's the new employee. Mm-hmm. Um, books well, and stationery. Exactly. She's <laughs> micromanaging your yeah. lunches. <laughs> yeah. Books and stationery. Imagine if it's just another employee and they're blaming it on the fucking dog. They're like, oh, I just feel like doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mandy. It's it totally fucking Mandy. <laughs> the little doll. Um, books and stationery started going missing on a routine basis, too. Eventually, Mandy had to be moved to a more private display, one away from other dolls of her kind because it is rumored that she would topple them over in the middle of the night due to some sort of jealousy. Oh. Bitch. She what has the heart of a cat. <laughs> Honestly, she's like... <laughs> Was it me? Cancelled. <laughs> you can't sit with me. <laughs> you can go to another room. <laughs> this is my room. <laughs> um, honestly, Mandy, same. Uh, <laughs> Mandy the Haunted Doll was heavily featured in a 1999 issue of Supernatural Stories around British Columbia. 
and that's when people started flocking to the museum to see the haunted doll for themselves. That's what we need to do, the haunted studio of <laughs> Kyle, Texas, <laughs> not to triangulate where I live. <laughs> the, would we even have anything? No. We can make shit up. I mean... The haunt... Oh, we could be like we the haunted website if you send in stories. You'll get something <laughs> happening. Mm, you should try. We should try. Um, people who visited the decades-old toy had trouble getting pictures of Mandy. Um, they would say their batteries would die, the flash on their cameras would inexplicably turn off or on while trying to take photos. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> <laughs> She's like a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. My makeup's not on par. You can't do it. She's like that, um... That one witch from Bewitch with Nicole Kidman. Aunt Clara. When they're sitting, having lunch, and they're discussing what to do with Jack. And she's like, um... But I can do a spell. And she's like... Yeah, but here's one thing. Magic doesn't exist. And she's like, oh, and what would your idea be? Well, I have a taser, and we could just electrocute him and just throw him into the shark tank over at <laughs> SeaWorld. And she's like, no, you think we should do a spell <laughs> or a hex? And she's like, I think we should do a hex. <laughs> but the way she did that, I'm just picturing Mandy going, no, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no flesh. No battery. <laughs> Just like she did. No She's picture. Like, no picture. <laughs> no doll. <laughs> Just me. You're here for me and the moment, not a picture. <laughs> Live it, bitch. Um, psychic investigators who have visited Mandy state that the doll is most likely possessed by the spirit of a young little girl who only wants attention from people around her. Um, I would expect so. <laughs> But, um, why does it always have to be a little girl? Why couldn't it be, like, I don't know, um, Deborah, who lived down the street and got wasted every night but got in a car accident because she got a little too crazy, and she's like, I like this doll. Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> I like this doll. It speaks to me. Car crash, die. Oh, my spirit goes into this doll now. <laughs> oh, I can't even get my strawberry docker. What the fuck? <laughs> Don't let anyone take your stage light, bitch. <laughs> no bad angles. No flash. <laughs> no flash. No picture. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, that's also why the doll is only mischievous and never violent towards humans. So she's she'll play tricks on you. Like she'll... Good child. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're saying it's a little girl. But I'm like... Ugh. I mean, I play tricks on people and I'm not on job. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Mandy the doll. She likes to play tricks on people. She was... Mandy the trickster. Mandy Mandy the baddie. Whenever you said Mandy, the first thing I thought of was Grimm stories or Grimm. I was like, Mandy! You remember... I don't remember a Mandy. Who is Mandy? Mandy Grimace. Grimace? The Grim Adventures of Mandy and Bill. Billy and Mandy. Oh, I didn't watch that. 
Oh, really? I mean, I watched a few episodes. I've seen, like, one, honestly, with Greg, and I was like, God, this is so old. <laughs> I couldn't get into it. Don't get me wrong. I love the the voice actress, Tara Strong. Love her, but... Anyways, that's what I was thinking of when you were saying Mandy. And she's, like, you know, the gothic. Not really gothic, but the hard-headed one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the next doll I wanted to tell you about was Letta. Letta the Haunted Doll. Letta? Letta. Okay. So, another one of the world's most haunted dolls is believed to be possessed by the dead and lives right here in the region. <laughs> so, um, so this doll is actually named Letta Me Out. Let me out. By the person who found her. Let me out. <laughs> Why? I don't know, but he decided to name <laughs> him that. But they just nicknamed her Letta. <laughs> Let me out. And this doll looks like an old woman with like the typical big witch nose and like gray hairs and whatnot. Well, the Let me out doll lives in Warwick and is, um, going to Toowoomba. So this doll tours. That's whenever this article was talking about it. So I don't know whenever this was. I didn't fact check that well. Um, so this 200 year old doll is described by some as the doll from hell. Dun, dun, dun. Um, this doll is claimed to have strange powers that terrify anyone who comes into contact with it. It has appeared on television, TV shows and such, um, and in newspapers around the world. The wooden child-sized doll has been in Carrie Walton's possession for about 40 years after he stumbled across it underneath a haunted house in Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga. Um, it's with a G. Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga. <laughs> um, in the early 1970s, Mr. Walton and his brother decided to explore the deserted house. This was when he first laid eyes on Letta's grotesque face. It, I wasn't quite sure what it was. It was terrifying seeing that face in the dark, he said. This doll makes Chucky look like a Sunday school student. <laughs> when Mr. Walton brought the doll back to his home in Queensland, strange things began to happen. My question is, why would you bring it back if it freaked you out? I'd be like, you can stay there. Yeah. Um, I will burn you. <laughs> Um, the first sign of the doll's eerie powers was when his two children woke up screaming one night saying the doll was talking and moving its head many people over the years have also said that they have seen it move it's not only humans who are freaked out by the doll Letta cannot be around any dogs dogs absolutely Aww. hate him oh okay shouldn't kill him no, they just okay. <laughs> freak out. And it's, apparently it's a guy doll, too. But it looks like an old woman. Oh, this is the ugliest doll I've ever you seen. You've seen it? I had to look it up. <laughs> it's gross, right? <laughs> as soon as it came up, I was like, ugh. Look up Mandy the Haunted Doll real quick. She looks like a typical, like, nursery baby. Oh my god, that's, that looks exactly like the doll that we saw at the... Um, exactly. That I had put in that video. But, like, fucked up. Mm-hmm. Man, we should have kept that doll. Oh, we should have kept that doll. Fuck. 
Where would you can have it? <laughs> you can hey. hold on to it. No, Medusa, watch over it. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it. We'll move Elvira and we'll put Medusa right next to it. So she can turn it to stone if it does gets, anything. Yeah. Okay. Um. So dogs absolutely hate this doll. They try to attack it, bite it whenever it is around. However, cats are indifferent. It's mostly dogs, though, that kind of sense or feel things about it. Cats are like, y'all are weak. And rub up on it. <laughs> Do you think it's because of their um, ancestral the cats, you know, Egyptian, the gods? Are you trying to relate it back to the mummy or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Like they're the guardians they're... of the underworld, like they said? Yeah, like, I mean, they're, like, practically God status. They so are. So why would a doll bother them? They'd be like, a spirit, please. <laughs> Peasants. <laughs> they're like, sit down. Kneel before your queens. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Mr. Walton had said that a few years after letting, um, or <laughs> letting, after Letta joined the Waltons, the family was struggling financially, so Mr. Walton decided to sell the doll. We were really desperate for cash at the time, so I drove him to a woman's home who was going to buy him for $400. Bitch, that's a why? steal. Why? It's ugly, though, right? <laughs> yeah, why, why fucking $400? Maybe she could, like, maybe she was, like, a vintage collector and she knew that it was, like, old or something. Who knows? Oh, well, so ugly. he said, I physically couldn't get him out of the car. I can't explain it. It was some sort of force stopping me. Like, I guess a telekinetic force or something. Who knows? These days, I wouldn't sell him for a million dollars. But to be honest, I don't think I physically can, to be fair. Letta has appeared on many television programs, and it is often accompanied by a seance. Mr. Walton said each seance said the same thing. They believe the doll has the spirit of a young boy inside who died many years ago in a drowning, he said. That is why it always rains when I take him anywhere. It's like Juvia from Fairy Tale. It's always raining. Drip, drip, drop. <laughs> drip, drip, drop. Um, Mr. Walton has had this doll checked out by scientists at the Australia Museum in Sydney. Based on the nails in his shoes, they predict Letta is about 200 years old and was handcrafted by wandering gypsies in Eastern Europe. Yes, I know gypsies is a slur, and I apologize for saying that, but that's what this article said. What do they go by? Nomads? No, uh, Roma. Roma? Mm-hmm. Um, so I will try to re revert from saying that again, but um, this is what the article said. Um, it is made from wood with real human hair, has glass eyes that see all, and also has some sort of brain. What? I think the doll has like a something inside that resembles a brain. That's eerie as fuck. Why? I don't know. Ask the Romas. <laughs> that is just fucked up weird. That's like a little too much for me. Anyways. <laughs> um. Okay. So if you want to go to the, um, see this doll wherever you're, you're locally um, attendees can hold the doll and get a photo snap for ten dollars. Yeah, what do you think of Letta? I kind of want to go see it because it's ugly as hell. You're like, ew, you're hideous. Let me take a picture. I want to take a picture with it for ten dollars. Hell yeah, <laughs> I'll hold that doll. Stop <laughs> it, get my picture. Stop it. 
Oh my god. Wait, can you take a picture of me and him? Would that be 20 bucks? I don't fucking care. Come on. Stephen, get in here. Get in here. Smile. <laughs> okay. Um, so the next doll I want to talk about is actually really creepy. I've heard whispers online. Like, I've seen a few things and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But then I swipe away or, like, I'm like, okay, whatever, next. But um, this doll I have heard of. And Loki, I think, is cooler than Annabelle and Robert. So I'm just saying. Okiko is my Beyonce. Okiko? Yes. This doll is named Okiku. Okiko. The doll. So in 1918, a young man purchased a doll that would later on claim the name of Okiku as her own for his two-year-old sister, and the legend would kickstart a tourism flash. How do you spell Okiko? O-K-I-K-U. She's wearing like a little geisha outfit. It's got yeah. bangs. Why does she have to have a double chin? Because it's a baby doll. Baby has baby fat. Is it this one? Yeah, that's the one that's on the shrine. Okay, so let me tell you about Okiku the doll. In 1918, a young man purchased this doll. Well, this was happening in Japan's uh, feudal, like they were still stuck in the ways of feudalism, like they had a hierarchy Mm -hmm. and like society and whatnot. Well, while the world around her was embracing the progress of technology and science, Japan was holding tight to their beliefs and to her rich mythology and fables. This is a land and is still, by all accounts, where demons, ghosts, vampires, and other creatures roamed free. Which is why I'm obsessed with Japan. A land where goblins and evil spirits were constantly harassing normal folks. Well, on February 3rd, um, you drove evil spirits away by going to shrines and through rituals and folklore practices, setsubun events. Lake monsters gobbled kids up woods like Aokigahara. Northwest of Mount Fuji drove people insane insane and compelled them to suicide. That forest is super creepy. Oh. It's other do you remember that one movie, Suicide yeah. Forest? Yeah. That's it? Yeah, that's that forest. Yeah, they're like, don't go in there. And then some guy like even tried to like do the string and work. Yeah. To tie on the trees so he can get his way back out. Because mm-hmm. he was looking for his sister or something. Mm-hmm. He ends up dying or whatever. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I won't go in that forest. Couldn't even pay me. So yeah, it is definitely an eerie forest that I do want to cover eventually, but I'm trying to not Work consistently go back to Japan. <laughs> not that I haven't been there in a minute, but um, I just don't want to always be like, Japan, 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 because... I feel like that's too easy for me. (laughs) Um, Foxes were sacred and devoted animals as well in this region. They have their own version of like uh, Pokemon the Ninetales. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're called... uh, Ninetales is so pretty. Kitsune, I believe. So whenever you see like a Ninetales of any sort, they um, usually are tricksterish. But they're very powerful. But sometimes they also look like human-like but with like nine tails features like uh let's see like they'll have nine tails inside of a kimono or some sort okay or even they'll look human but with a kitsune mask i saw some like that on uh demon slayer so yes that's 
what they are. They were like their version of like demigods or something, but they were, they could either be good or bad. It depends on if they were teaching you a lesson or not, or if mm. they were just being punishing you or just, um, how do you say, just choosing to just fuck your day up just because. Japanese culture was and is still fraught with legends and the supernatural boogeyman and dolls. Some of them were powerful instruments of magic. You did not mess with dolls and you do not mess with dolls of these legends. This doll, however, was bought in Sapporo by a 17-year-old Akichi Suzuki in 1918 for his two-year-old sister Okiku, her name. He was touring the region for a maritime exhibition and the doll instantly drew his eyes. The perfect little thing sat on a shop window enticing him. Suzuki didn't think twice. He went in and instantly purchased a figurine for his sister. He had used the last bit of his money for it for his little sister. Mm. At about 40 centimeters tall and dressed in a traditional kimono, the doll was exquisite. Its hair was raven black and cut to a roughly shoulder length in a traditional okapa hairstyle. Her eyes were piercing coals that seemed to swallow everything up in their gaze. The thing was mesmerizing and enchanting, something you t- to take your breath away. Suzuki went back to home and gave the doll to his little sister. The little girl fell in love with the doll immediately. It transformed into Okiko's favorite toy and more importantly, her best friend. Okiko played every day with the doll, took it everywhere and treated the figurine like a little sister. She would talk and prattle with the thing, feed it, sleep with it. She also decided to call the doll Okiku a mirror duplicate of herself. The doll had never left Okiku's sight. A year later, tragedy struck. In 1919, Okiku died. Yellow mm. fever had descended onto the land and rubbed the little family member, and she passed away. Okiku died gasping for air and pain and afraid. The doll held firmly in her grasp. She was only three years old. The family wanted to bury the doll along with Okiku, but circumstances and governmental oversight prevented the last act of kindness on their part. The doll was never laid to rest with Okiku. Okiku, the doll, was alternatively located in the family's altar, a common practice in certain Japanese households to commemorate the dead. The small shrine celebrated their daughter and marked her passing into the afterlife. That's when the weirdness started to occur. One day, the family started to notice that the doll's hair was actually getting longer. Once a traditional shoulder length cut with neat ends, now a mangled mess of split ends reached down past her waist. It was scruffy, different colors, and felt different. At night, they started to dream of Okiku, and sometimes the doll would appear by their side come morning. The chilling events intensified and grew into full-blown acts of spiritual infestation. Lights started flickering on and off, banging in the house on the walls, noises and strange voices. The closer the year got to certain key dates, like Okiku's birthday and the date of her death. Over time, they were certain and town shamans and spiritual leaders concurred that their daughter's soul was in fact trapped within the doll. In 1938, the family relocated to a different district. They had by now become accustomed to Okiku and had even grown fond of their daughter's restless spirit. To them, it was magical and a unique opportunity to interact with the dead. Not desiring to take Okiku with them, fearing that what fooled her magic was the proximity to their daughter's grave, 
the family approached the local temple and asked them to take care of the doll. The temple by now had heard countless stories of the amazing doll, the haunted doll whose hair grew every year. They were fascinated. Skipping like little schoolgirls with the prospect, the priests gleefully accepted the charge and started taking care of Okiku. Over time, they managed to confirm the veracity of some of its claims, particularly that the hair does indeed grow. The priest has since have sent out cut samples of hair for scientific analysis, and scientists' examination of Okiku proved that the hair was that of a human child. Regularly, the hair gets a trim and the doll stays happy and content. As the years passed on, the doll's fame grew and her powers further developed. She's bolder now, invading the dreams of priests and those that come to visit her. She's stronger, her hair is now growing faster and wilder. And she's even getting spookier. The last and most recent event that's driving tourists mad and insane with trying to see this doll is the frightening claim that the mouth of Okiku is slowly opening and that if you dare to peer inside, you may be able to see baby teeth sprouting like weeds from porcelain gums. So, I know you're wondering if you were to visit Japan, could you see this doll? Yes, you can. Okiko is located in her private shrine on display in a little wooden box in Maninji Temple in the town of Iwamizawa, Hokkaido, Japan. She is there, waiting for all who want to play with fire and have a one-on-one conversation with the paranormal and the bizarre. Her mouth is a little bit more open than the first picture. Mm-hmm. And her hair is longer. So... That's so creepy. Christina, do you believe in haunted dolls? Yeah. Would you like to see any of these dolls? Oh yeah, all of them. (laughs) And personal question, would you ever own a haunted doll? Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty content with myself. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I take care of a haunted doll. I know you wouldn't, so we wouldn't share custody. Obviously. I'd be like, girl, you can have all the haunted dolls you want. But when I come over, put them in a box. I mean, when I bring them over here, let's have a box. So no, because you're leaving a trail of doll spirit energy. No, we're good. I don't even know if my household would let it in. So I can take a picture with Okiko. How do you say it? Okiko. Okiko. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let me out. <laughs> and can I take a picture with um, Mandy? Um, I believe so. And yeah, she's at a museum in Canada. And you can also find wherever Let Me Out doll is touring. Yeah. So probably Mandy would probably be the safest bet for the first doll. Mm-hmm. Plus, I do want to go to Salem and... Cape Cod and all that, all that, and then we can work our way up to Canada. Okay, okay, Maine, all that. If it's good YouTube content, I'll go. (laughs) Let's be honest. How about just do it for me? (laughs) Uh, No YouTube content or no. Um, yeah. So, okay. The reason why I bring up the haunted doll was um, there's this girl on TikTok. She actually um has her own set of haunted dolls. Like, she's got one that looks like the old-timey clown dolls that are made out of cotton. I think I showed you a few with, like, the little pointy hat and whatnot. Yeah. 
and then the little baby tiny little doll with this hand that moves and whatnot randomly she cares for them she learns their personalities and whatnot and there's one thing that somebody had sent her they're like i have two clown dolls they're a little aggressive would you like to care for them because i cannot care for them anymore she was like yeah i'll take them in and she took them in in like the first like hour that these dolls came into the house her main doll that she cares for is this little this little clown doll that she has it's like a felt one she like fell over she was quiet she wasn't doing anything movement or anything like that and her other doll haunted dolls that would move like they started falling apart like they didn't like their presence in the house and she was like i had to get them moved to another house somebody else that wanted to care for them and when she did that the nor the doll started acting normal again they stopped falling apart and started probably being abused and I'm like, dang, so would you be willing to care for aggressive dolls or would you prefer more of like the calmer ones? I just don't know how people can care for haunted dolls. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm like, that's too much. I can barely handle cats. <laughs> that's true for you. Though. I'm like, how am I going to care for a damn doll? What do you want? A popsicle? <laughs> Here, <laughs> hold it. <laughs> just melting, <laughs> dripping all over them. You see a bite out of it? <laughs> oh my god okay so out of these three dolls that I've said so far who in the subject of me doing dolls who's the most interesting would you say Okiko I've never had a doll's hair grow heard of that mm -mm. and you can tell like her mouth is opening they don't really get a good picture of her mouth though so I need to really investigate that when I see her in person. Mandy is just, um, for me personally, she's just a girl living her life. And you better get a good angle or she and doesn't approve. And honestly, she's basic. The other two are more creepy. Yeah, Mandy is just living her life. She's like, I'm not one of those dolls. Letting me out the doll is a creepy ass looking doll. I think there's video of it where they have them inside like a little... Um, locked glass thingy and you just like they have video of him and he just goes or he goes moves his arm and it's just gross as fuck and it's like happening at like four in the morning or some shit on a security camera that's what i have for haunted dolls batch i'm like kind of sad that you didn't talk about annabelle or robert the doll i'm saving that for episode 30 but i did like these dolls they're really cool well these are some of the most popular ones like if you look up uh, haunted dolls on wikipedia they literally give you a list of famous haunted dolls and annabelle and robert are the first ones and then comes mandy and some other doll then Leila, then some other one and then okiku hmm. so i wanted to talk about more lesser known dolls that aren't as popular because i feel like annabelle is overrated and i feel like robert the doll is overrated and nobody gives these dolls any of the attention because their stories are actually kind of creepy. Specifically, Okiku. Yeah. I just... I guess I'm more interested in Okiku because not only, like, does her hair grow and her teeth and stuff like that, but, like, the fact that this little girl died clenching onto the doll. But, like, I'm sorry, but the Let Me Out doll is just hideous and I want to take a picture with it. <laughs> And it only cost 10 bucks. <laughs> She's like, 
Uh, I'm going to be so like ugly. this girl. Can I have a picture? I'm going to be like this girl that took a picture kissing it. Oh, lordy. That thing looks like it'll stab you in your sleep with like an ice pick and then run away like in the neck and then run. <laughs> no, you don't even see it running. You're just like, you feel the ice pick, you turn and it's just like sitting there on the wall like this. But the ice pick just uh, dropped out of his hand. Yeah. Just like there was blood. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. Fuck you. Nice death scene. Oh yeah. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> You gotta say, like, why? Why? I gave you home. I gave you home. It's nine now, bitch. <laughs> it's my home now, bitch. <laughs> and then it flicks you off slowly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, well, that's all I have for you, Christina. Did you see this haunted doll Amazon um, coloring pages? No. Time to get it. I want it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed. Um, follow our social medias. Yeah, like, follow, share, subscribe. If you can, um, if you have Spotify, follow us on Spotify because we're almost at our mark. And I'm so excited. What do you mean? You need like 100 people and we have 94. Oh, no. Um, Reviews or whatever. Listeners. Listeners, yeah. So listen, guys, listen to us on Spotify if you can. If Even if you do, like, Apple or something, or if you have a chance, listen to us on Spotify and someone else's account. Just take their phone, type in her thing, play a few episodes, like, three minutes tops or something, and then you can log off or whatever. But, like, do that. We're so close. I just need six more. Please. Please, thank you. That's why I put all that stuff on social. So, yeah. It sucks because it like every day it changes because it takes away a day that's and why it gives like, us a day. I know that's why I'm like, oh well, if we get it, hopefully the next few days we'll meet it. Fingers but then crossed. I don't know if we have to like keep it up like a hundred new ones a, a month or a week. I don't really know how that works. Me neither. It's weird. I don't understand their algorithm or whatever. It's so vague it's like you get a hundred listeners and you can get ads and then it's like i hit that but then the next day does it take it away if it takes away those the one from whatever Anyways, so weird well thank you guys Support us. <laughs> um we're gonna have a new intro if you guys enjoy it let us know how it is um and yeah well thank you guys love Thanks. you get railed bye, bye. christina what is it Turn off your flash. Come closer to me. Look, you see the blue lights over there? What is that? Wait, are those jellyfish? Close, but no girl, that's a whole ass mermaid. Hold up. Didn't you cover these creatures on one of our episodes not that long ago? Exactly. I know my shit. Mermaids, huh? And I think you also talked about sirens? Um, honey, that is a siren, and it looks very annoyed. I just want to get a photo, and then we'll go. Chris, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Oh, bitch is mad. Run!